movies in 4K. Welcome to episode number 23. I am Bill Shetty. And I am Lady Phantom. And this is a little bit of a special episode. I want to call it Phantom. Why? Because we have wrapped up our 4K tips. Right. So today is new feature day. New segment day to take place of that. I can't wait to get to it and we'll describe it when we get there. But let's get on with the show and start with that breaking news. All right, what happened over the past week, Fanel? Well, I checked a lot of news things that happened and lots of it it's bad, but I didn't want to go that way because we do not need that. So there's this thing, a tourist who took sand from a beach in Italy has been fined more than $1,000. Why? Because this guy is, it was a French tourist. He was in Sardinia in Italy. And as it happens, the sand there is protected. So then he tried to fly out of Sardinia with more than four pounds of local sand in his luggage. So they basically caught him and they fined him $1,200. Well, I'm not sure about that. I don't know if he knew. Well, why but was I'm he taking guessing. four pounds of sand anyway? That is so random. I don't know. It's, to it's, sell it or something? I guess. Or maybe to have some sand in his house in a jar. Who knows? I mean, four pounds is really not that much. So Phantom goes with the bizarre story <laughs> of the week. <laughs> well, it was either that or a goat getting into a police car and eating paperwork. <laughs> All right. Now, if you don't follow sports and particularly tennis, you probably haven't heard this, but Novak Djokovic, the number one player in the world right now, got booted from the U.S. Open. What? Did you hear about it? No. Yes. This is the famous Grand Slam tournament in New York. It was his second match and... I think it was six to five the score in the first set. And he was just a little peeved like you get playing any sport. This happens all the time. Was he playing that German guy? I'm not sure who he was playing. That's not the story. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. So he was a little perturbed. He lost, you know, one game and he slapped the ball and it just so happened to hit one of the lines woman in the neck he definitely didn't do it on purpose you can watch it during the replays i mean they've showed it a hundred times if you watch espn at all or get local news they even show it but it's kind of weird and i wanted to know your thoughts even though you're not big into sports at all it's kind of interesting because Players get perturbed all the time, and they've changed the rules over the years many times. I mean, people used to smack rackets, throw rackets, oh, yeah. do all sorts of things, and now they get fined, they get worn, they can be kicked out. And this was just a bad circumstance. Like if the ball was two inches over to the side, 
he wouldn't have got booted. And what's interesting about this is that he is ranked third among the most all-time Grand Slam titles. First is Roger Federer with 20. Second is Rafael Nadal with 19, who they both didn't even play in this tournament. I didn't get the backstory on that. I don't know if they're injured. They didn't want to play because of COVID or not. But he had 17, and he was almost a shoe-in for this tournament. There was nobody else up in the top eight that was even left. Like, he was going to win it. So that would have put him 18 and one step closer to Nadal and Federer in the most Grand Slam titles. And there's been some controversy about it, especially with other players, because usually the top players seem to get preferential treatment, and that's in life. (laughs) Pretty much. And it's just so weird because, like I said, Phantom, there's been people that have hit balls out of the field, out of the stadium. Yes, it didn't hit somebody, but that was a rule. And I think the refs did the right thing in the tournament leaders. Well, I am in shock. I mean, just the other day I was watching this game with him and... And I know he's good, but wait. Oh, he's the best in the world. Yeah, I mean, isn't Federer retired? No. Oh, okay. I thought he was. I think, oh my God, it's, it's, on the one hand, he didn't mean it. No, he definitely didn't. And if you watch the replays, you can just pop it in Google if you're interested out there. Uh You can see he was walking away and he just did a quick back slap and it went pretty hard too. And right when he did it, when he looked like out of the corner of the eye, he seen the woman fall to the ground and she apparently like lost her wind and was really injured. She went down and was grasping for air like it hit her right in the throat. And by the video, you can't really tell, but I don't think she was looking either at him because you would have guarded yourself a little bit. But I think she was looking to the side and it just caught her in the right spot in the throat that took her down and she was gasping and she had to be helped off the court and everything. But right away, he went over to her and was so sorry. So it wasn't on purpose. And the thing that bothered me by this story and really why I wanted to cover it is John McEnroe, one of my favorite Oh, yeah, he tennis used players to, of all to time. have tantrums all the time. Right, he made a statement, and it's kind of bothered me, really. He's like, well, this is going to go down in infamy for him, and he ain't ever going to outlive that. And before I even seen it, because I didn't watch the match live, I heard this commentary by him, and I'm like, wow, he must have like really like batted this ball close to the lines, people you know, being mad at them, like maybe they called an out call or something or an in call and he was against. But no, he just lost the game, did a backhanded slap, and he was so sorry. And I just don't like that statement he made that this is going to follow him forever. This is one of the best players we've ever had in the world. It's an unfortunate circumstance, but I think in a couple months, the... Maybe his next tournament, it might be talked about a lot because people just can't let crap go. 
But I think after that, it'll go away. Because yeah. he did apologize. You can tell he didn't mean to do it. Oh, my god! And that's no excuse. A lot of people don't mean to do things. No, but like, but how people was get he... mad all the time in sports. Yes. And uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me because like in recent times, I have also heard about other things that the tennis authorities have done. Like I heard what was it, two, three years ago or something, that Serena Williams, I don't know if she was fined or something happened because she was wearing some kind of suit that was not appropriate, but the woman develops blood clots or something. And she it was something that she needed for her health. And they went after her because of that. And I thought that was so unfair. I mean, I know you have regulations, but this is a hell thing. Yeah, there's so many more rules now. I mean, I agree they did the right thing. It was in the rule book, even though it wasn't a malicious attempt. Uh They did the right thing, but... uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, at the same time, like I remember perfectly well some World Cup once upon a time when this guy, um, a French guy, Sinedine uh, Sidan, I think it was, he basically rammed another guy on the chest because he was angry. And that was bad. I mean, the guy. Oh, yeah. The yeah, things have I remember changed that. what they get away with. And I don't, I don't they see They can't get away guy. with hardly anything now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, it is like talked about and everything, but it's not like Sinedine Sidan has gone down in infamy, you right. know? And. I mean, this was, I mean, it was a very unfortunate accident. Yes. Which at the same time, it's, I think it's a good precedent, quote unquote, to let players know you cannot just go around having a tantrum because you never but know. But they do. And I don't think it's going to stop yeah, that. And it John might Magaro- for the next few, yeah. you know, might, people might be a little leery, but people get attitudes all the time. I used to, when I played sports, I played tennis you know, you get mad, you hit the ball hard or something. And I mean, you do have to be mindful in these things, but like, it just wasn't done on purpose. There was no malicious intent and he was extremely sorry when it happened. Oh, It doesn't make it right. The right outcome happened. He got kicked out. It's unfortunate. You know, he probably lost a lot of money, but he's rich anyway. Who cares? So that's my topic of the week all right let's get um, into this new segment we got phantom ready okay so what we are replacing the 4k (laughs) tip with if you don't know i don't know how you couldn't (laughs) maybe you don't listen to every episode from here and there maybe that's all you listen to but we are from las vegas and we both really enjoy Las Vegas movies. Yes. And I think there's a lot of people out there that do. So what we're going to do with this segment for the time being, it'll definitely last throughout this year because there's enough of Las Vegas movies out there, is take five minutes, just like we did with the tip of the week, and cover an extra movie and not our feature 4K movie. Now, this movie isn't released on 4K, has nothing. It's just a Vegas movie. And also, I want to state this doesn't have to be set in Vegas. There's just got to be a segment that takes place in Vegas. It could be substantially in Vegas. Our first one is mm-hmm. something like that. And the Phantom and I are going to alternate this movie 
we do each time. It's just me and the Phantom, just like we did with the tip, and spend five minutes to a brief overview of what it's about, and then a rating and recommendations. These might not all be recommended movies. Yeah. I can say that. Probably most will. Mm -hmm. But this segment will live on, and we hope you like it. Let us know on the guest book at BillShetty.com, where we just cover an extra movie real quick, and hopefully you like Vegas movies as much as we do. So we're going to start with Ocean's Eleven from 2001. This is a remake Mm -hmm. from an old movie. I think in the 50s. I have never seen it, actually. Simple story here. Danny Ocean, he just gets out of prison. He's been in for five years. He is a thief. And right away, he gets his band of thieves, 11 in total, together to rob three of the richest casinos in Las Vegas. Now, there is a story behind this. We're not going to go into any length of detail. We'll just do a brief synopsis. A lot of stars in this movie. Name a few, Phantom. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, the beautiful Carl Reiner, rest in peace. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, um, Bernie Mac. Yes, another one that's passed away. Yes, Andy Garcia when he was still a dish Yes, and he plays the owner of this Bellagio Casino. Yeah, Julia Roberts Mm -hmm. also. So anyway, they get together. They want to rob these casinos for multi-millions, I think hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're going to split it 11 ways. They need a money backer. They get it. Mm -hmm. And it's just a fun story about what they have to go through to rob one of the most secure locations a vault in a casino which is guarded many cameras many things that you can't even imagine and that's what's fascinating with this movie to me it's so fun right up front lady phantom because it's not serious in nature and how the story progresses, you learn what they have to do. And <laughs> and why they're doing it. And why they're doing it. There's a reason behind it that plays into it. And they go through with it. And then they have flashbacks and mm-hmm. things like that. And I really enjoy this movie. I have since it's come out. And there's been three sequels since this movie. Yes. That we might be covering eventually. Yeah. <laughs> But um, what's your thoughts on it? I really like it. It's a lot of fun. A lot of testosterone in this movie. <laughs> I mean, you do have Julia Roberts, but like, yeah, whatever. I, I really like it. I mean, it's fun. It's a nice popcorn movie that is also intricate in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's satisfying. I mean, at the end, I mean, you definitely root for these people. And, and it's very satisfying. <laughs> I know. I mean, they're all thieves. Yes. If you want to see Brad Pitt eat all the time, watch this movie. (laughs) And what I really appreciate about this movie, and it's known out there, is all these famous actors took massive pay cuts just so they could work together on this film. Yeah. There is a lot of big names in this. Yeah. It's so fun and interesting the way they interact with each other. And the Asian guy is hysterical. Oh, in this. I yes. He's the, He's the most fun. Grease man, they call him. He's the one who can tumble and flip and 
he's got to do certain things inside the vault you know so he gets past the laser beams that would trip a wire and stuff like that yeah so it's a really cool fun enjoyable almost takes place solely in las vegas right on the strip you see a lot of things you come to know if you've seen any vegas movie or you've been here so my rating's going to be a nine it's a definite buy you got to get this it's enjoyable fun you'll rewatch it and i don't think it gets old i think it's a timeless movie yeah to me it's an eight and it's also a, a definite buy i could see myself falling asleep at certain points throughout the movie because but, you've seen it many yes, times. Yes, that is though. true. That is true. But it's a great watch. And yeah, it's one that you should own along with all the others. Even the last one. Well, which save I that enjoyed. for another day. So there you have it. Let us know what you think about this feature. They're just going to be quick little reviews, an extra movie maybe for you that week to check out. All right, let's get into our feature. covering this week is from 2014 ex machina i think that's how you pronounce it it's listed in four genres lady phantom drama mystery sci-fi and thriller i think they are okay yeah i i have to agree i i, I hate that mystery category a lot of times because i think of different types of movies yeah when i, I think I know. of mystery there is something going on behind this you're wondering and thriller's kind of a barely thing too phantom yeah that, it is true but it is, it is there. there i guess you would want this to come up if you clicked in the thriller category right yes yes i mean it is mainly sci-fi yes i mean that's a fact and a drama no yes. doubt okay who is the director of this film the director of this film is Alex Garland. And the stars? We have Alicia Vikander, Dom Hal Gleason, and Oscar Isaac. All right, and what's that plot summary? A young programmer is selected to participate in a groundbreaking experiment in synthetic intelligence by evaluating the human qualities of a highly advanced humanoid AI. Pretty good. Yeah. It gives the plot without spoiling absolutely anything, so it's fine. Before we get into this, had you heard this movie before we watched it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> curious. Because I had, this is my second rewatch, but when I first watched it, I'd never heard of this movie at all. Yeah, I had, but I had absolutely no clue what it was about. I'm just going to say up front, this movie is so interesting to me. But it anyway, is. this starts with a dude at work entering a contest and it jumps quick he wins this contest and he has to go off to some isolated place out mm -hmm. in the mountainous woods and everything advanced security and stuff like that he has no idea and he comes to meet the owner of the house or business he is actually this guy's boss yes so he gets tasked with analyzing this 
AI robot, he is performing the Turing test. Mm-hmm. And that is the test most famously known, chess. <laughs> this happened decades ago where a computer could beat a human at chess. Now, the thing with the Turing test is it's supposed to be when AI is good enough that you cannot tell if it's a computer or a human. Okay. So it's that advanced. And fact, science-based computers can beat humans at chess. They yeah. have beat the best in the world. But that's only one small thing. Mm-hmm. In this movie, it's about indistinguishable from another person. Yes. So really interesting. So this movie progresses day by day. He has a week. Mm-hmm. And that's all the boss wants to know. This guy is so advanced, nobody knows that he's doing this. This is a house. This is like a compound. High security. You can't go in and out of rooms, things like that. Almost bunker-like. Yes, and he gets an hour or two, they don't say, per day to sit down and talk with the robot and come to a conclusion. Now, what does this robot look like, Phantom? Well, it's a girl, basically. And it's really interesting because, I mean, basically the only human parts that you can see are the face, the hands, and the feet. Everything else is, I mean, you can see it's a a see-through robot, actually, in many parts. Like, the chest is not see-through. It's, like, mesh-like, kind of. And also, like, some shorts. It's not wearing shorts. It's just the way it is. But the arms and the legs are see-through. And they are amazing. Yeah, incredible effects here. And uh, this girl is well known. Tomb Raider, well, did you say? Yeah, what I don't. I don't know if well known, but she was Lara Croft in the Tomb Raider remake. Okay, and she's acting very robotic. She doesn't blink. Yeah, she looks human though, except with her expressions, expressionless. Basically, it's she it's is. A, yeah, it's a very good performance here because i mean she is being robotic but not completely she looks human ish arnold schwarzenegger-esque yeah terminator-esque like with the no breathing you don't see him that but you know their face is very stoic this girl is robotic but at the same time seems vulnerable somehow mm-hmm. like like a like a newborn baby with her eyes wide open to the world like something like that it's it's pretty amazing i don't even know how to describe yes, it well it's something you gotta see and she does make robotic noises and things yeah, when like, she moves mm-hmm. like little mm-hmm. gears and things like uh-huh. that so you are well aware of that because they add little effects to that This guy is amazed when he first sees her. Like, he can't believe that the technology has come this far. Yeah. I mean, how could... I mean, you look at that and it's mesmerizing. Another part of this movie I'd like to describe is there is... I wouldn't say a battle, but like the owner and the employee, they have some controversy going on. Like from the opening, I would say, Phantom. It's hard Mm. to describe... Like, yes, he is the boss, but he has trepidations. Like, he 
knows he's not as brilliant as this guy, even though this guy is the top coder in the company, is I can't explain it, Phantom. And I'm wondering if you felt this, like there's some weariness between the characters a little yeah but he's he's i mean this character played by donho gleason brendan gleason's sons by the way he's like why me like why am i special and he's like well you won the contest because you are the best or whatever and he does question a lot and sometimes the boss gets ticked off yeah because or takes it the wrong way there's a lot of very subtle talk here because as yeah. you know when you talk to your boss you're usually nicer you don't want to offend somebody yeah it's just how you are with somebody that's way over you in a business yeah and it's funny because at from the very beginning the boss played by oscar isaac he is like dude i'm your boss sure right. but can we just be friends you know, can we just but be But that half? changes. But yeah, I mean, at some points he gets ticked off because of something that the other guy says and he's like, okay, enough, chill, okay? Okay, I don't yes. need this. So each day that he talks to the robot, this happens seven times, he talks to the boss and the boss asks him questions. Well, what did you learn today? It's different sort of things. Why did you ask this question? What do you think? Was this good? Like, I'll say one part of it. This is not a spoiler. Like, the kid, he's not a kid. He's in his 20s. He, he looked like a kid to me. He looked 26. like a Bill Gates or something. But yeah. anyway. He said he was 26. Bill but. Gates. But he questions the owner, like, why did you make her a girl? Why did you bring sexuality into this? Why wasn't it just a box, basically? And there's a diatribe. But that's like things that's talked about after he interviews the robot mm -hmm. now what's fascinating here is that he starts becoming attached to the robot and we can't go deep into this phantom and the robot starts becoming attached to him yes and while they're doing the interviews they're separated by a glass wall they can't touch each other and also he is seeing security footage when he's not with the robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from his room. Doing. Yeah. And there's another key aspect here. We can say it. Sometimes the power goes out and all the cameras go off because the owner's watching them interact. He wants to know about the Turing test, too. He wants to know, is this technology good enough that you can't tell it's a robot? Now, we know you're seeing a robot. But it could technology be good enough with fake latex all over their body if they looked like a human that you wouldn't be able to know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we find more things along with that. <laughs> I don't yes. know how much more we can describe with the yeah, story. It's, yeah, because it's very easy to walk into dangerously spoilery territory here. Uh -huh. I mean, it's it's really interesting. And it, I mean, on rewatch... I think we did catch little things here and there, like, oh, foreshadowing, look at that, and stuff like that. But sheesh, it's, it's a very interesting story and heartless in a way. Yes, yeah. And I could see people being bored with this if you're not into this story yeah. because it moves slow. It's, you know, day one interview, they talk for five minutes. All right, another conversation with the boss. 
day two. Things are progressing, though. Not fast. This isn't that long of a movie. It's under two hours, <laughs> which this movie felt just right. Like, I think if they would have dove deeper into other subjects, maybe it could have felt forced and longer than it needed to be. But I think with the outcome and what progressed, I think it worked. It's a perfect running time for this film. Yeah, I, I was agree. never bored, Phantom, even on the second rewatch. But I could see some people be if they're not interested, if they're not fascinated with how smart this robot is or they don't care about the kid because yeah. this kid is very likable. The yes. boss is not. You need to be into very subtle nuances, I think. Like, you have to actually buy into the characters first and foremost because if you don't, that's that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's easy because these are very different personalities, one from the other. And then you have the robot. You got to remember, not much happens in this. Yeah. So I'm just letting you listeners out there know there's not much going on. It's all dialogue driven. There's things. This is rated R. There is nudity in this. Full length nudity. I wouldn't say heavy. Yeah. But there's five minutes maybe of nudity. Yeah, but I mean, like, what do you, you see? Yeah, everything. And to some people also, it might seem jarring, this movie, because sometimes things happen that you are like, why is this happening? I was just oh, going was along for the ride. Me too. Like, there's twists in this that I never seen coming <laughs> at all. Not even close was I pondering to what happened here. Yes. Yeah, it got Once, so engaging, even at such a snail's pace. But you're so wondering about this girl and the kid, and it's it just works somehow, you know, with not not much happening. I mean, they're in this one compound location, basically a couple different rooms. They do walk outside sometimes and show you the wilderness. But you're stuck in these confounds, these muddled colors and bleak atmosphere, basically. Yes. Um, Not much furniture, things like that. Yeah, and something very important in this movie, I think, is that it's basically, of course you can see more people, but it's basically this three people. And the performances are great. And the worker, the guy doing the touring test, is leery the more and more he goes he has a uh breath of morality basically because a lot of people would think these things ain't moral what's going on in this yeah actually so this kid is a very good guy which is silly to me in one respect phantom and that's why i can't say this is my all-time favorite sci-fi movie or nothing like that is that this guy is a coder and he's a brilliant guy himself and he should know the backstory things don't just happen you don't make a robot that looks normal there had to be a lot of replications hundreds if not more over the years yes and you know and that goes to the story and what this robot wants to do too because this robot 
is sad in a way that's I can't say anymore. I know. So I think we should wrap this I up. I think basically the what you're... The technicals are out of the park in this. I can say that. Yeah, basically what you're saying is that this guy should have known that you cannot make an omelet without breaking eggs. Right. You Let's know? Let's leave and it at that. Yes, and I'm, I'm just going to say I like his character progression, you know? Like, he begins... And the boss, too. Even though he's a jerk and he comes off that way, I respect what he was trying to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this this, uh, employee, he starts wide-eyed and so eager to know and everything. But then little by little, he, he, as you said, he becomes leery and he is not very but happy with what is happening too yes <laughs> yeah that that is a very like i would love if we could say what happens but we are not phantom i hope we sold you to watch this i think we're both going to be recommending that yes the technicals are out of this part Absolutely. how they did this i have no idea i mean i can't even imagine how this was done I don't know if there was green screens on certain parts of her body, like so tight and they had to mask so many scenes because you see her walk, sit, you know, all sorts of things. Yeah, and you're was, like, how is this happening? Yeah, and she, her face don't look totally real, but then it does. And Yeah, she was probably wearing like tight green things around her body and then they did did the thing yes and there's like but, little lights oh in God. her body and gears you can see and yeah it it never for a second looks fake yes ever. and there's parts when they're peeling off skin and you see underneath it and it looks so real i mean they do it right in front of you there's no cutaways they'll take a piece of skin off an eye and it'll expose the metal underneath, and you're like, "Wow!" Like there was no cutaway here. How the hell? Yeah, it's it. Uh, I, I don't even know. Yeah, that's that, off the charts. And they they me. won an Oscar for best oh, special effects. Oh well, it yeah, definitely deserved best visual it. effects, and it deserves every ounce of that Oscar. It's amazing. Yes, and the camera work out followed people was excellent too. I got some problem with the lighting. I'm going to At wait. some points, yes. I'm going to wait and talk to that, even though it should be talked here because it's about to. Matter of fact, I will discuss a little bit. There's a murkiness in this film for some reason. like, And I don't know if that was due to the CG that they did or what. I'm not sure, but a lot of times in certain rooms, they're using wider angles, and it just seemed dull. And maybe they color-coded it that for some specific reason. I don't know why they would have. Maybe to go with the robotic theme. I don't know, or to help the melding of the CGI with human thing. I'm not sure, but I didn't like it. And it comes into my 4K rating, too. But yeah, it was the styling of the filming, the coloring of the film, how this director wanted certain scenes to look they just weren't spacious and bright which it should have been to me yeah and there was quite a a few also scenes like we've mentioned before i think it was with arrival of shooting a scene against the light so it makes it like yes and (laughs) 
because we had just talked about Arrival not too many weeks ago. But this movie, it was done better. There was a purpose in this movie, I felt. Yes. You never lost faces even when they did that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. let's get to our rating and recommendation on the movie itself. Phantom, I'll start. I'm doing a 0.5 here. I have to. This is an 8.5 to me. And it goes to basically what they did with this kid and morality. And it's a part of the movie I didn't like. But all the technicals are off the charts. The sound was very good. There's this ominous boom, 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 all the time in this movie. Got a little annoying at times. It's very low. But the dialogue track. Man, we had to jack this volume up, and I remember the first time, too. So loud. Now, there isn't many blaring scenes. There is some emergency-type scenes where things get loud or a helicopter comes in. But it just was too tamped down, and I don't know why. There's sometimes when they're talking real quiet, Mm -hmm. too, yeah, and the volume needs to be boosted. It just happened too much to me, and the track just wasn't the best, and it should have been a very intelligible track because it's mainly dialogue. Yeah. So that's all the criticisms I got, but this is definitely a buy. I've seen it twice already. I'll definitely watch it again, so get this movie. All right, Phantom? Yeah, to me, it's a 9 out of 10, and also an absolute buy. And yeah, I mean, my gripe is precisely that. What you know? mine is? Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes we were like, what? Oh, with the audio. <laughs> yeah. Not with the thing I was talking about. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know what you said about that sheen. I didn't notice it that much, but it's basically, I mean, you know, I'm not a native speaker of English, and I really need tracks to be intelligible <laughs> to understand every single thing. You know, like, I can spot spanish and understand it even if it's very low but english it's it's not as easy it's i mean like that's it and also the part of my good rating is because of that dancing scene it's there's a a dancing scene and i think it's awesome like once yeah, it I was read, out of place and weird. I had actually forgot yeah, that. Yeah, once i i read in, a, in some article about scenes that seem out of place and that was one of them. And yes, it is completely out of place, but at the, it's a quirky thing, and it goes to the personality yeah, of the like owner, it. and it's awesome. It's, it's fun. It takes you out of the headiness of it for a little bit. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it takes you, but it, it's completely on purpose, and I love that scene. I, actually, I wish it had lasted a little bit longer. <laughs> All right, so the Phantom and I both highly recommend you get this movie. Now you got to see if it's worth it on 4K. All right, how was that disc video quality, Miss Phantom? I think it was good, but definitely not as good as we remembered, or at least as I remembered. Yes, we seen this a good eight months ago or something like that. We got this. Yes, and it was, I think, the first time that I at least ever watched a movie, and I was like, wow, this looks great. But Yes, I thing- think what it was, Phantom, for us particularly, is that we hadn't seen a really good disc in a while. Yeah, is exactly. Is what it was, and then we get this one, and it, 
not only the movie was fascinating and we wasn't great in discs at the time we that's mainly the thing uh-huh. so we're yes enjoying the 4k about it but also i was completely engulfed in this film so i wasn't you know thinking about aesthetics and yeah. how good the video looked it looked amazing yeah at the time but now that we started this it's not a top tiered video disc yeah and the fact of the matter is when you're watching a movie like to analyze video and audio quality it is very different because you're actually actively looking for things that may not be great yes and it's a shame because this was all shot on top tier digital cameras mm-hmm. and it has to go with this sheen that i criticized back in the review that does not help on the 4k it just gives it a more cloudy appearance at times and they really underutilized hdr not as bad as arrival i'll say arrival stayed a static image the whole movie it was this bleak outlook this one at times does get a little brighter there's things in the robot she's got little neon colors in her you see like emergency exit reds uh-huh. and things or on blues. the door. Yeah. Things that do pop out a little bit. There's some sun scenes when it's shining in really bright. So you do have some contrast here. It's yeah. better than a rival, but it isn't ultra clear and detailed like a nineteen seventeen, which was shot on all digital cameras that this should have had. Yeah, I think the highest contrast scenes are actually outdoors. You know, when you can see the yes, the and sky they look gorgeous. And the, oh, they the look one, beautiful. The one waterfall scene when they're sitting on rocks, and then when they walk over to this bright green grass, like things like that happen in this. Not often because they're mainly in this compound. Yeah, in these dark, yellowish, whitish rooms. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like a lot of neutral coloring inside the house. Most all of it, except when the electric goes out and it goes to an all red screen. Yeah, and they also have in a in a scene. There's a picture by Jackson Pollock that takes. Uh, I mean, it's important, and even that one. I mean, it has yellows and this and that, but it it looked very plain. Like yes, they didn't blow up the HDR on this. No, uh, no. I'm going to have to go to the director's intent. And I do understand it. It's how they use lighting in it for the most part. I think they were trying to conceal some things, Phantom. And it could Probably. be because of, you know, the nature of the movie, her being a robot and her having green screen in every scene pretty much. Yeah, because I mean, if they did this the wrong way, it could very oh, easily. Would have been terrible. Yeah, it could very easily look fake, and then it just breaks the illusion, and that's that. Back to the story, just for a second, is because I just remembered this ending was pretty mind blowing. I I love the ending. Oh, yeah. of this movie. Like you don't see it coming. It makes sense, and it's kind of cool. I actually liked how it ended yeah yes definitely it's not your typical happy ending i mean you wouldn't think that something like this needs a happy ending or anything but this is actually like like it hurts yes and it's good all right so yeah i am disappointed with the video 
it is clear when it needs to be it's detailed there's shadows there this is all stuff all 4k discs yeah. can have and i understand but it doesn't but... it doesn't appeal and it doesn't look like it's shot on digital cameras i'll say that there's actually some digital noise in this movie yes yeah, I was like, One wait a minute, scene is this great? actually looked pretty bad, Phantom. It was up towards the end of the movie. It's like if you take out your iPhone or your camera phone out there and shoot in dark, you're going to see snow when there's not enough light. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened in this towards the end in one particular scene, and it looked pretty bad. And then there was some mild digital noise in other scenes, too. Yes. Nothing that distracted you. Only that one scene, you're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I understand why they they did this, because it would be kind of odd if some scenes were super jacked and super, like, the contrast world, and then the scenes with the yeah, robot wearing. I mean, I it, understand. They left it this tone pretty much throughout, except the outdoor scenes. They did utilize the HDR in the outdoor scenes. Yeah, and the, no those doubt. looked beautiful. Yes. And like I said, when you're seeing little reds or blue lights in there, they do show on the screen because the other screens are so monotonal, Mm -hmm. you know, flat looking. Yeah, but even then they don't really pop. Right. And even on close-ups when it's just the boss and the worker working, they do some close-ups like it's normal. Yeah. Nothing stellar, you know. You can see pores and things like that, but nothing with great contrast, nothing with great color. Yeah. little disappointing to me. All right, how about the audio, Phantom? We've already criticized the dialogue. Yeah, it, it was not great. I mean, it's okay. But Phantom, there's not a lot of music that's going to happen in a movie like this. Absolutely, and they went that route. I mean, they didn't use much music per se. I mean, or at least I didn't notice much music. They had music, that drumming, that low yes. drumming in the background. This is DTSX, just like Dolby Atmos. Yeah, and uh, also you need... Not much external sound because precisely, I mean, with this girl moves, you can hear very subtly like, like it gets louder at the end when some action starts happening. Yes, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it was ba- basically the dialogue that I was like, "What are they saying again?" Yeah, and we have to criticize it because of that. I'm not criticizing lack of music or no, no, lack no. of overheads or surrounds in this. It's just really not the type of movie that's going to focus on that. But if you're focusing on dialogue, you better make yes, that dialogue. Yes, your TV or well, sound system yes. will be loud. And it doesn't really blare. There's a few times I can remember it got really loud because something happened after it. Because you know out there when you got to bump up your volume because you can't hear what they're saying, then when something happens, it's like ultra loud, too loud. Yeah, that no, really don't happen, happen much mm-hmm. because it's just a talkie movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know. Exactly. It's focused on the blah blah instead of the pow pow. Yes. Yeah, so, is fine. what special features we got, Phantom? Through the looking glass, which is a phrase they use there. Creating ex machina, five part featurette, eight behind the scenes vignettes, SXSW QA, 
with cast and crew. And that's on the Blu-ray. So here is the time, the time you're waiting for whether you should buy Ex Machina and what we are grading it. What do you got? I think it is worthy of the upgrade because, I mean, those external scenes look so beautiful. I think they are definitely worth it. But the disc itself, I'm going to go with a B minus. That's exactly what I have. B minus. And uh, I was leery on this one. Like it wasn't clear cut for me because I analyzed this movie, certain scenes that looked really good. And then with that muddleness that I talked about in scenes, some wide angle scenes, it's almost like there was some fog in the room or something. Yeah, and and there was no reason for that. And like that really took away from the disquality how it was done and it's not the fault of the disc yeah but it doesn't warrant that hdr in scenes and that's why i'm disappointed and i'm with phantom i'm giving it a b minus and saying that it is worthy because of a lot of scenes and it is clear but it's a uh middling worthy i'm gonna say phantom the movie is great to us so have it in the best you can possibly see it. Definitely. So that is helping it to me, and I shouldn't be doing that, but I looked back at what we rated C's and stuff like that, and Arrival was a C. I still say that was overrated by our guest we had, and Phantom I thought was a little high on that one. But it is clear. It doesn't get blurry, things like that. But there is something here certain scenes does elevate Phantom. There is more to have, and it is shot on digital. So it does have that polished look at times, mm-hmm. and times it doesn't flat out. That's why we're not going any higher. Like, you know, it's tricky. I was almost fluctuating with a C. I'm, I'm still wondering right now, like, being my, I'm like, no, this is an average disc. And, <sighs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm changing i'm going C. see uh, this okay. is this is a perfectly average this to me parts okay. parts are better than others sound not impressive looks good at times but there was some digital noise or so yeah so C, but i'll stick with worthy okay and you got b minus all right wrapping up episode 23 don't forget we have another podcast along with jay of the dead at horror movie weekly you can get that link down at the bottom leave your request suggestions on billshetty.com at the guest book and follow lady phantom on twitter lady phantom 74 yes and if you haven't subscribed to our show yet please do so and It'd be nice if you could leave a rating and review if you use Apple Apple Podcasts Podcasts or iTunes. That would be cool. I know we've been getting a lot of people telling us they're on Spotify. I think it is becoming a thing with podcasts, Spotify, because of all the famous people using it. So, for Lady Phantom, I'm Bill Shetty, and we'll catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Bye.